Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. Taliban retires is not a fictional headline that often moves the markets and gets front page news all over the world. But that's what happened this week when Alan Joyce from West Dublin said he was to retire from the top job at Qantas Airways in Australia after 15 years as chief executive. He's worked through a major financial crisis, a pandemic and the vagaries of air travel, including pressures from environmental and political lobby groups. But he's never stopped being a proud Irishman. Good morning and good afternoon. Alan Joyce, chief executive of Qantas. Good morning, Joe. Nice to speak to you from Sydney. And I'd say it's a, li- a little bit brighter and warmer over there. Congrats for surviving at the top job for a decade and a half. But why are you stepping down? Yeah. Um, well, it's, it's for that reason, I'm 15 years as CEO of Qantas, five years before that as CEO of Jetstar, which is the, the equivalent of Ryanair or EasyJet in Australia. So 20 years as a CEO of an airline. And um, I want to go on. I mean, the the board, the company wanted me to stay on on the job, but I want to try and do other things as well. I'm pretty active in the community here in Sydney. Um, and the last few years have been a bit tough. You know, the pandemic was very hard on the aviation industry. Um, there was a lot of activity we had to do during that period of time. And I think it's the right time. There was a great internal successor that was able to take over my CFO. And um, so it felt like the right time. And you always want to go uh, when the company, uh, I think, is in good shape. And I think Qantas is in very good shape with record profitability, uh, strongest balance sheet in over 20 years. We have a huge amount of initiatives that are coming in and the pipeline uh, that will deliver increase in profitability going forward. So it felt like the right time for a number of reasons. Now, the shares dipped uh, notably when you announced that you were going to resign on Tuesday, which must have made you smile, Alan. But Qantas, well, share, Qantas shares are ro- roughly the same as where they were 15 years ago. Yeah, it's, it's, so aviation goes through a cycle. So, but, but when I took over, I think the share price was two dollars thirty-eight. Uh, the net, the now six dollars thirty. The market cap um, has gone from four billion to twelve billion, um, and it so it does go through a cycle depending on the environment that you're in. And obviously, airlines have been on the nose for the last few years and just coming out of a pandemic. But this year, the market is expected in the first half we reported a record profit of one point four billion dollars. The market is expecting us, I think, to make two point. billion for the year. Uh, The previous record was 1.3 billion. So the company is in very good financial state. We just need to get the the story out there and the share price up uh, because I think it's undervalued given uh, the amount of money that the company is making. I listed some of the crises that you've worked through, Alan. Was the pandemic the most challenging, having to ground your entire fleet Yeah, it it was, Joe, because we we were in a position where um, not only did the international borders and to Australia close down, but the domestic borders closed as well. The states here closed off to each other. Uh, so, for example, between Melbourne and Sydney, it's the second biggest city pair in the world. We have 55 flights a day. Uh, during the pandemic, that got down to one flight a day because nobody was allowed to travel between the two states. Um, so we never thought that would happen. And it meant that our revenue just completely stopped and we had the huge uh, operation of over 300 aircraft, 30,000 people, had salaries we were still paying. And it resulted in us looking at 
11 weeks were going bankrupt and we had to take dramatic action to stop the company going bankrupt. We did. We did a lot of things uh, that, that made the company survive and gave us a longer runway to get through it. And now, as we said, we're coming out the other side, uh, just about got our entire fleet up and running again, still a few aircraft to reactivate. And, and the airline is, uh, is is starting to operate all its destinations again. So it's a, it's quite a dramatic turnaround within that three-year period. You're, uh, you're not shy when it comes to um, having a fight with your trade unions. You grounded the, the, the fleet in 2011 in a row with them. We did. So there was an, an industrial dispute at the time that was around the, the union were asking uh, for changes uh, that we thought would have bankrupted Qantas eventually and was the wrong thing to do in the longer term. Uh, so we stood up to that activity. Uh, we ended up having to ground the airline for a couple of days, uh, which forced the, uh, the dispute into arbitration. Um, and that arbitration, Qantas won all three cases that were there, and the airline was able to go on and, and change its operation uh, so that it could be successful into the future. Uh, but that was also a tough period of time. Probably, Joe, the toughest period of time I had was we also had an issue uh, where an engine blew up on an A380. There was a design fault in the engine. Mm. And that was probably the hardest thing to get through because it involved safety. And it's the closest, I think, Qantas got to losing an aircraft, jet aircraft, you know, where you have a reputation of the safest airline in the world. I know, in Rain Man, uh, Dustin Hoffman reminded us of that. Didn't he? Yeah, that's that's one iconic scene that uh, people refer to all of the time. And, and this... This issue uh, saw the engine explode. It cost over $100 million worth of damage on the 380. Uh, the aircraft landed safely thanks to the skills of our amazing pilots, and the cabin crew did a phenomenal job. But we had them all of the aircraft grounded because we didn't believe it was safe. Um, and that was probably the toughest period of time because you were having to make the decision to put the aircraft back in the air and make it an operation. Yeah. You left Ireland in 1996. Uh, it was a very different place socially and economically when you did than it is today. You've been outspoken in your support for LGBT issues uh, and um, something that might not have been possible 23 years ago. No, it wouldn't have been. I mean, when I worked in Aer Lingus, uh, I was not out at work because, uh, you know, homosexuality, I think, was decriminalized in 1993 in Ireland. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, one of the reasons why I came to Australia was because I had this image that it was uh, more open for LGBTI people. You had the images of Mardi Gras and the acceptance that was here. And I left in 96, came to Melbourne was very open at work then um, and found Australia an amazing accepting place. So, but bizarrely, it sort of things flipped. Ireland progressed a lot faster than Australia. Ireland got marriage equality uh, with that referendum a couple of years before Australia had a, had a plebiscite uh, that also voted up marriage equality. Um, and I think, as as we all know, Ireland has has had now for the second time an openly gay prime minister. We still haven't had that in Australia, so I th- I think we're 
we've seen things switch around a little bit, but both amazingly accepting countries. And what's great about Australia is you have a, a gay Irish man who became the CEO of the most iconic Australian brand, and people fully accepted that. And I think it's a great credit to this country that that's possible and merit um, shows that, that people can get into any job in this country. Yeah, we tweeted out yesterday afternoon that you were going to be on the show and a listener called Pat uh, tweeted to ask whether you're going to retire in Connemara because you have spoken about that in the past and you describe and he described you as an inspiration. Oh, that, that well, thank you. Thanks, Pat, for that. Um, no, I'm going to stay here and retire in Australia. Uh, so my husband, Shane, he's a, a Kiwi. And we we live here in Sydney. That's going to be uh, fun for the Rugby here. World Cup, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Um, it is. I, I don't think he has any chance of winning that one, I have to say. I think Ireland is a slam dunk. I shouldn't say that, shall I? Shouldn't you? Um, jinx I'll put the it. Kibosh onto it. Yeah, I'll jinx it. Um, but no, I, I've still got my mother still lives in Dublin and I've got a brother that lives in Leash. Uh, so certainly be spending a lot of time up in Ireland as well during retirement. Um, so I'm looking forward to having a life in both countries, but mainly based in Australia. Uh, tell us what advice you would give uh, if you get to run the old country, get to run Ireland for a bit. Is there anything that you think that the Aussies could pass on to the Irish that we could implement? Um, I, well, I I think the... I think both countries, as I said, are amazing countries. And I think one thing that probably both countries do is is not talk up how positive uh, life is in both of them. I think Australia has a big advantage over Ireland that the weather is a lot better here, as you pointed out, Joe. Uh, but I think the cultures are very similar. Uh, people are very friendly. People um, like... Um, uh, like people to achieve there's there's not a class system as, as such um so people uh, are giving um, uh, jobs on merit they progress on merit and i think all of that is is different the big advantage australia has it's got a lot of natural resources and the natural advantages what i would say um ireland does unbelievably well is it 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 fights above its weight. It attracts industries. Um, it's very competitive. It hasn't got the natural resources countries like Australia have, but an amazingly successful economy. And the one thing I love about Ireland is how it invested very heavily in education, which was always a passion uh, of my parents who never finished secondary education. Um, and that's produced a, a dynamic economy, uh, very diverse, uh, very, not specialist in one area, which I think has made Ireland a fantastic investment uh, for, for businesses around the world. So I think both of them could learn from each other in some different ways. You're a credit to your parents, uh, Alan, and uh, best of luck in your retirement, which starts in a few months from now. Alan Joyce, the Chief Executive of Qantas Air. Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk.